Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Robert here. Welcome to this second segment in the five-segment series from the Ultimate Key to Happiness book. Enjoy. Imagine for a moment that you found a magic genie. You released her from her bottle, and she said to you, I will grant you three wishes, but there's one condition. You must tell me, being very precise, why you want what you wish for. What would you wish for, and what reasons would you give if that actually happened to you tomorrow? Well, <laughs> since you can't actually tell me through this video, I'm going to make something up and express it in the form of a fictional dialogue between the genie and a woman named Annie. But as you're watching me narrate this fictional dialogue, keep in mind what you might ask a genie for and what kind of dialogue there might be between you and the genie. I've taken some creative liberties with the dialogue to make an important point. Okay, here we go. On the left is the genie, on the right is the fictional character, Annie. So we start out, the genie says, what's your first wish? And I'm going to be the, the narrator for both parts, the genie and Annie. Annie says, for my first wish, I'd like $100 million cash. So the genie says, why do you want the $100 million? And Annie would say, so I can quit my job, travel the world, and live any way I choose the rest of my life. The genie says, why do you want to quit your job, travel the world, and live any way you choose? Annie says, what do you mean? The genie says, why do you want those things? Annie says, I want that kind of freedom. The genie says, why do you want that kind of freedom? I don't understand the question, Annie says. If you had that kind of freedom, what would it actually give you? What's the bottom line? I'd be happy, Annie says. I see. So what you really want is to be happy. And you think the $100 million would make that possible. Is that right? Yes, says Annie. Let's look at another example. The genie says, what's your second wish? Annie says, I'd like to lose 35 pounds and stay at that weight, looking fit, healthy, and attractive, no matter what I eat and whether I exercise or not. Jeannie says, why do you want to lose 35 pounds and live and look like that? I'd look hot. <laughs> why do you want to look hot? I'd feel better about myself when I look in the mirror and I'd be very attractive to men. 
Why do you want to feel better about yourself and be very attractive to men? Because right now I don't like what I see in the mirror and I feel judged by men when they look at my body. So, if you liked what you saw in the mirror and you knew men found you attractive, what would that give you? I'd be happy. I see. So you don't really want to lose 35 pounds, keep it off, and look fit no matter what. You want to be happy. And you think losing the weight and looking hot would make that possible. Is that correct? I never thought about it like that before, but yes, that's correct. I've gone through this exercise with thousands of people in live seminars and the dialogue flow is always the same. It's always a feeling the person really wants. Whatever they say they want, the thing they'd wish for is just an imagined pathway into the feeling they really want. Most importantly, the feeling they always wanted, ultimately, was happiness. Hmm. The examples I just gave were simple. Sometimes I'd have to ask more questions, dig and probe a bit more, but the person would always say it was happiness they really wanted, no matter where the dialogue or the wish started. I never pushed it, I never forced it, I never played mind games. The person always came to the happiness conclusion on their own, naturally, simply by looking at what was going on. Go ahead and try it yourself with anything you'd ask a magic genie for right now if you had access to one. Pick a few things you really want right now. Then keep asking yourself, why do I want that? Or, if I got da-da-da-da, what would it actually give me? It's actually quite fascinating to see this in motion for yourself, that no matter what's on the surface, underneath, it's always about feeling happy. Why? Why is it fascinating to see this in motion for yourself? You have a long list of things you want to change, fix, improve, create, or experience in your life. You'd swear on a stack of Bibles in a court of law that you really want what's on your list. But you don't really want what's on your list. More money, a better job, more or better stuff and things, to be in a relationship if you're alone, or a better relationship if you're in one now, more or better sex, to help others or save the world, lose weight, have something related to the body, appear or disappear, etc. You want to be happy. And you too think getting what's on your list, just like the genie examples, will make you happy. The truth is buried so deeply that we rarely see it unless a gigantic spotlight shines on it like I've done here. Here's the other fascinating thing you see if you look closely. What you think will happen when you get what's on your list never happens. Never. 
Here's what really happens over and over and over, although we don't tend to pay attention to it. You get something on your list and you immediately move on to your next project, your next want, or your next goal without stopping to smell the roses or enjoy your victory. This happens all the time. Or you get something on your list, you do stop to smell the roses, but you don't feel happy when you do it. It actually feels surprisingly empty getting what it is that you wanted so much. Or you get something on your list and you feel a brief flash of happiness, but it disappears quickly as reality, so-called, sets in. What reality sets in? Well, <laughs> there are still tons of things on your list that you still don't have. Or something new gets added to your list to replace what you just got. And the apparent lack of having what's still on your list causes you to feel unhappy again almost immediately. There can be exceptions, of course. The temporary getting something you want high can sometimes last a few days or weeks, possibly longer, but it's rare. It's usually here and gone pretty quickly, if it appears at all. The typical human experience consists of an ever-expanding wish list and an endless assembly line of unfulfilled wants and desires. You know what I'm talking about. You've experienced it over and over. Yet, you're so mesmerized by the things on your list and the stories about how happy you'll be when you get them that you forget or ignore this obvious fact. We all do. And we continue on a fruitless quest to be happy by traveling down paths that can't take us into true happiness until the truth sets us free. It's kind of like dog racing at the track. The dogs are trained to chase mechanical rabbits. But the thing is, no matter how hard they try, how badly they want it, how strong they are, how fast they run, what they eat, or how luxurious their kennels are, they'll never catch the rabbit. It's always just out of reach by design. You could also think of it like a hamster on a wheel. Run, 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 effort, 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 try, 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 but ultimately getting nowhere. Happiness is the rabbit you've been chasing but never catching. Trying to get what's on your list is your wheel, your hamster wheel. Nothing will change for you until you get off the track and off your wheel. I show you how to do that step by step in the book. So, here's a question I want to drop into your pond and allow to ripple out for a while. If what you really want is to be happy, and if you were happy all the time, no matter what was going on around you, how do you think that would change your life and the content of what's on your list? It would change, right? How would it change? First, your list would shrink dramatically. Second, 
new things would get added to your list that were never on it before. Very different sorts of things. Third, you wouldn't be as mesmerized and obsessed by getting what's on your list. Things would seriously mellow out for you. On and on it goes. More on this later. I've got to add that it's not just that happiness is the hidden motivation behind everything on your list. There's more. It goes deeper. Let me explain it to you this way. You have your routine, what you do Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Maybe for you it's a job, being a parent, a student, or a volunteer of some kind. You spend the biggest chunk of your time following your routine. But then you carve out chunks of time to do other things, like play sports, watch sports, paint or sculpt, write, read novels, watch movies or plays, or TV shows. What I call opportunities to play, explore, and express yourself creatively. We often call those opportunities fun, passions, and hobbies. The examples I've shared are just a small sample of what's possible for you when you deviate from your daily routine. For you, it might be something else. Now here's the fascinating thing few people realize. To explain it, I'm only going to discuss reading novels, watching movies, and watching sporting events, although the same dynamics apply to any hobby, passion, or other thing you do for fun to play, explore, or express yourself creatively. If you love reading great novels, why do you love it? What does it give you? If you love watching great movies, why do you love it? What does it give you? If you love watching sporting events, why do you love it? What does it give you? If you take time to look closely and examine what you see, you'll see that reading great novels, watching movies, and sporting events is all about what I call inner experiences. If you read a great novel, a lot happens as you turn the pages. People say things, do things, and talk to each other. But that's not what you really care about when you're reading the novel. What you really care about is the feelings you experience as the story unfolds. If you watch a great movie, a lot happens as the minutes pass. People say things, do things, talk to each other, and you see amazing special effects. But that's not what you really care about. What you really care about is the feelings you experience as the story unfolds. If you watch sporting events, a lot happens. Quarterbacks pass and running backs run in American football. Goals get scored in soccer. Forehands, backhands, and lobs get hit in tennis. There are beautiful drives and putts in golf. But that's not what you really care about. What you really care about is the feelings you experience while all the action takes place. What you read in novels, see on the screen in movies, and see your sports heroes do on fields, courts, and courses 
is just the trigger or the on switch for the feelings you really want to experience inside yourself. It's all about the feelings. A wide variety of feelings. Take the feelings away and all the fun and pleasure you get from reading novels, watching movies and sporting events, and everything else you do to play, explore, and express yourself creatively, everything disappears with them. Again, it's all about the feelings. Hmm. So, the hidden motivation for getting everything on your list of what you want to change, fix, improve, create, or experience in your life is feeling. Happiness. And the hidden motivation for all the things you do to play, explore, and express yourself creatively is to experience a wide variety of feelings. Hmm. That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Until we next connect, we wish you an ever-expanding experience of joy, abundance, wisdom, and power.